Welcome to the podcast. This is the Dance PT podcast, hosted by moi, Jenna Cantor, performer, hachikapow, and physical therapist. In our interviews, we will dive into all the things that can regularly help you. That's right. As a dance physical therapist with your patients. That's right. Please note that the purpose of this podcast is entertainment and is not here to replace any medical advice. That being said, we are all here to support each other, which leaves me at the most important message I want to leave you with. You are enough and never change yourself for anyone. That's right. You heard me. Be you, and that will enable you to help others the best way possible. Let's end with more scatting. That's right. Jenna out. It's so nice. Hey, everybody. Oh my gosh, it is so good to be on here. I'm here with Sandra Norby, just somebody she knows. You know I love you. Like, I adore <laughs> this human. There was a time last year where I was about to go on, I was on an airplane, and, and like, I was just have my journal where I just write out my to-dos, which gets me out of my head, and I go, oh, cool, I wrote it out, so I don't have to go over and watch whatever movie on the plane. And it just, I, I, it wasn't planned. I wrote, like, a love letter to Sandy, just like, just, <laughs> I sent you a picture, I think, to, to make sure yes. you because know, it just, like, the heart. I was like, I just love her. Aww. I swear, but I was just feeling it. So with that, I'm so grateful you decided to kind you agreed to come on. Thank you. You bet. Thanks for having me, Jenna. And for those who don't know Sandy Cyberstock, you'll find out in two seconds. She was uh, recently the private practice section president. She's done a lot of stuff in leadership, just a very good human. She's done a lot for non-members, really pushing to make that change as well for your opinions to be included which is something I'm looking for most of the time. So just, I'm just grateful, grateful. So you've just been really the change, um, which I, I just forever am, am grateful. Thank you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> We're going on talking about being a leader. Now, we've done this, we've totally talked about this before on healthy, wealthy, and smart. But I, I, I wanted to come on this platform and talk about it for dance physical therapists because there's so many people who want to do, do dance PT, but they feel hindered by the other leaders. Like if there's like a known acrobatic doc out there, they're like, oh, I can't do that because there's already a leader and they have claim over it. So I really want to get into that first and then go into the female psyche. So with that being said, what are your thoughts on that idea of like, oh, somebody has claim on this. I, I God, you know, oh, it's, I can't take it. I can't do it either. Yeah. That, you know, that's a great lead in um, and having, I think it's all about no matter what um, specialty in therapy you choose, when you have a passion for it, you're going to be a rock star at it and you own your own intellectual property. Um, and so you just need to let 
people know about it, right? Um, so if you're starting off with an individual, it's just like how we build any other practice um, within a practice or your own practice is word of mouth and letting people know how awesome you are. And um, having employed a lot of therapists, um, you know, I, I would never have someone come in and say, well, you're going to do aquatic therapy because if they hate aquatic therapy, they're going to crash and burn. Right. So if they come in and say, I have a dance passion, um, then we're going to then I'm going to say, we're going to do everything we can to support you in that endeavor. And then that's the right passion. Right. And the right um, connection is the passion and the skill set. And then being brave enough to take that step out and starting with one individual and make a difference. Absolutely. For those who are wondering, uh, Cindy is in the airport. She will be doing, uh, where are you flying to back home? No, actually we, we've been driving home from Iowa, from Kentucky, um, and we stopped at a brewery instead. Otherwise I'd be in the car. So. I love it. <laughs> what a nice break too, after driving. You're like, let's do a little interview, have mm -hmm. a beer. She has her, a, a beer, I got my bye, double B. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's good. Yep, I, I love this pie. Everybody knows. Anybody who knows me, open up pie. Love it so much. Sweet. So, I like what your. I, I I like where your brain is going going with that. I think that is so true. And I use McDonald's as an example all the time. For I use McDonald's as an example when someone's going, "What do I call myself?" I'm going, "What in the name McDonald's says burgers?" Right. So it could be your name, you know, Sandy Moby, Sonny Cantor, and, and with what you are doing, you don't have to have that fancy title in order yeah. to have that reputation. McDonald's is a mm -hmm. supreme example. Disney, that was his last name. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Like, it was just his last name, but now we think of Disney, and we're like, <sighs> you know? And so, so it really is what you do with what you do with the business that works with the Right, and you know, there's a lot of mom and pop um, hamburger stores out there. So don't ever be scared with the big one on the corner, um, because it's all about what you can do individually. And a lot of times, they're not going to deliver the care that you can. Exactly. Everybody's different. You can say the same message, but you deliver it. Correct. Yes. So now let's go into female leadership. Now I'm going to say my truth first. I'm totally biased. I think there's some BS out there where females are not treated equally, period. Uh, I like, definitely experienced it myself before I started to work on my own, where I was working PRN at multiple places because I knew I wanted to start my own business. And I remember in one situation where um, I spoke up about something, um, saying like, hey, I don't think I'm, I, I, I said, I didn't want to sign a, a contract. It wasn't a non-compete. It was saying, don't steal our patient. And I said, I was, I was honest with them. I said, I'm hesitant to sign. Okay. I need to give a, a little ba background on this. I was hesitant to sign this contract. Um, even though we live two hours away from me. They are not, I'm not trying to get their people, but it's because I was concerned that if a dancer came in, they had literally no one there who could take care of them. So I said, I don't want to say that I'm not going to take your patients if you go and you do injustice by a dancer that comes in. Given this place was like Medicare, they really weren't seeing, but it was just something that I was like speaking my truth and having a conversation. Right. 
So their way of handling, and I said, I'm totally fine if you're like, we'd rather you not work for us anymore. I even said that. It was like when you're just at peace of like, I like, there's no, this is business that I'm talking mm-hmm. right now. And I'm like, I'm totally fine. You're a little bit frozen. I'm not sure if you have to kind of move or what. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but in my mind, I, uh, they called me in for a meeting. And in this meeting, to talk about this, in this meeting, it was me and three other men. And, wow. and, and looking, and one was on, on, on a conference call, the two were in front, the other two were in front of me. And, and they're all like the heads, the owner of the thing. They're not like, they like really escalated real fast. I'm the only female in this room. And they were just there to, you know, have a talk with me or whatever. But that was, I, I had never, it was the most sexist experience I ever had because there was no consideration of that imbalance uh, in that room. I had no voice, even though I'm a stranger, I had no voice in that room. It was very wrong and a great example of what not to do um, in regards to being a female um, and having uh, your own voice. Right. So how did that turn out? Uh, It turned out, oh, that's that's so funny (laughs) about it. So I would once again, you know, they're going like, oh, you know, it's so messed up. And I got their viewpoint. Like, you can't just say you're going to steal our people. I was like, no, but hear me out. Like, I have a reason. And and I, I was like, I'm totally fine not working here. It's like, no offense. Like, I really felt that way. I wasn't emotional. It was just a like, Hey, I honestly, I had three quarters of my body out the door. It was my last place I was doing PRN and my own practice was doing very well at that point. So I didn't need them, but it was like that job, that last job you have to quit, uh, but you're just holding on because it's scary, even though you're fine. It was that. Yeah. So um, I did, I finally, uh, I, uh, so after that meeting, I uh, base I look at it. I got bullied to sign the agreement, even though they didn't change anything in the contract, and they did a verbal agreement, which we know is worth jack shit. But I'm with right. all these guys staring at me, sign the contract, sign the contract. I was like, what right. the hell? I don't even take insurance. Like, hello, I'm not going to be able to steal like 99. percent of your your people. Uh, mm-hmm. Like. Like I was just saying of specific case, because isn't it about the patients first? I was like, I really am not going to ruin your business at all. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, and so they had me sign that contract. And then the next day I got a phone call cause they had me booked well in advance. I got a phone call saying, Oh, we found another physical therapist. You know, when you, you know, it's like bullshit, yeah. and, you know? Uh, so we don't need you. I was like, well, I mean, I, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I looked at it as a gift because I really was like, good. I was like, you know what? That was the push I needed anyway to live right. my life. Um, but it was messed up. I was just like, how rude. I said I'd leave. Like, but they did that. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. I, it yeah. took actually more than two hours to get there each way. It was ridiculous the time. Oh, gosh. Like, there's no way I want to get all their local patients. No way. Right. I, was yeah. just, I was just honestly thinking about something I knew they would have sucked at and cared for this person. You know, honestly, if a dancer came into the door since then, I'm sure they tried to treat that person that dancer didn't get better. And it just sucks. Right. 
I was like, I know they don't refer there because they're just, and I understand wanting to make money, but anyway, at the end of the day, I'm sidetracking. The whole point is that whole atmosphere of being the only woman in the room was absolutely outrageous. Have you ever experienced anything like that for yourself, Sandy? <laughs> oh, many times. Um, but I would say that I tend to gravitate. I, I don't, I don't do well um, with caddy and chat, you know, women that backstab each other. Um, so I think over the course of my career, you know, I've, I've had really not a lot of really close girlfriends, um, because of the fact that they, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, you know, I get vulnerable and real, really fast. And if you, um, accept me for all of my faults and my, uh, my high energy and, um, opinions, then you're, then I love you. Right. Um, but I've been, but I've been, um, you know, left at the curb by women before. So I tend to actually do pretty well in a male's room. Um, and yeah, and, and in the case of um, some of the boards that I've been on, really feeling like their peer because I knew I deserved to be there and calling them out and saying, okay, hey, wait, that thing that you just decided on was my original idea. And somehow in the conversation, it spun it to it was John's idea, right? So yeah. it was just complete, um, you know, overlooking it. Oh, we heard this somewhere. Oh, yeah. Well, it ended up being, you know, a female in the room, and that. So I'm, I'm okay calling him out on it, and saying that this is not the way you manage a group of people that has both women and males in it. Absolutely. No, I definitely get that. For the record, your 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 video is frozen, but I'm still going on because like <laughs> the content is great. So I'm like, it's fine. This is going to be a podcast. Okay. Sandy's <laughs> beautiful face. Um, yeah, no, I love this, I, and I like hearing your perspective too because no human is the same, no human experience is the same. So for you to be going and talking about this different viewpoint, I think is really good, really, really good to hear. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the funny part is, is, um, you know, I've just, it's been such an interesting journey with having been on boards that have been led by males and then leading females and then having a company where we have female managers who do so much better than male managers. And I think it's because the female in general multitasks better um, yeah. than men do. And they, they have a little bit more intuitive nature, but then yet, you know, sometimes if the guys are um, a little bit uh, oblivious to what's going on, that's a that's a benefit too, right? So you yeah. just got to stay out stay out of the weeds and allow people to um, continue to be able to um, just really support them yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really feel you on that. Um, that's a great point. I know what you mean by female. I think everything you know what you mean by when you say female cattiness. So I I definitely get that. Um, I, I've, I've dealt with the female cattiness um, regarding the male stuff. It just comes in like in a conversation, like it's a side thing that people wouldn't notice, but where I'm going like, oh, there it is, you know, and and um, doesn't feel so great. But I think what's yeah. what's um, helpful are conversations like this, um, even just for people um, to hear just a snippet, you know, and, and get an opportunity to always, for us all, including myself, including you, for us always to have the opportunity to just reflect and listen to other people's truths to see where we can, could potentially be part of uh, the problem. Uh, I think there's always uh, a good way to go for the long term, which mm -hmm. is for anybody who is, 
a future or current dance physical therapist in this group who's looking to really expand further as a leader, you know, either owning their own business or the person who's running the workshops where they're working or in, in any kind of way, but they're feeling hesitant. They're just feeling more like just that, that imposter syndrome. What do you have to say to that person? <laughs> Um, well, I wasn't thinking more of the imposter syndrome, um, though I've been there before myself. Um, I think the it, it, it's really having, I think, a circle of friends that will, when you're like, I just don't really feel like, you know, am I doing what I'm capable of, to be able to have them tell you, yes, and you're capable of more, right? You got yeah. this. Because... Um, and it, yeah, you just really have to develop that inside circle that you can call on or if it's your spouse or um, that's where I'm fortunate. Kim has been my uh, biggest cheerleader and we support each other. And, um, and you know, without, he, he's like, I'm tired of hearing about this, but I got to say it again, right, if I'm having some <laughs> troubles or issues. But, um, yeah, I you know, we're amazing PTs and we have a skill set that we need to um, help other people with and don't, you know, don't hold back just because you may be afraid. And I thought you were going to ask about the business skills of owning a business. And then, then I was going to put the plug in that PPS has it all for you. Great stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have great stuff. Um, and you'll find it. We just don't do a good job of um, making sure people know what we have. Um, yeah. But that, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate your voice on that. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, if you're listening, just do it. Go for it. Just stop. Stop thinking about it. Don't spend too much time on the name. Doesn't matter. McDonald's, Disney, right? period. Oprah. Mm -hmm. She represents so much just from her name. It literally, you would have no idea. Motivational, inspiring, all that stuff. You would have no idea. So, yeah, always, always want to talk for it. Well, Sandy, thank you so much for, oh, yes, you want to add anything? Yeah, I want to share just a little story that may be helpful, especially um, for people starting out. So our daughter, yes. our daughter who's in Kentucky is in her fourth year of medical school. And when they were furloughed with COVID, she bought a camper, a 30-year-old camper for nine for $6,000 and has now been driving it to her, her rotations. So we went out to Frankfurt, Kentucky to meet her to kind of help with uh, getting it a little bit winterized, right? Well, she's in anesthesiology, and the first morning, the lady's like, uh, the the CRNA is like, do you want to intubate this person? And she's like, sure, and does it successfully the first time around. And the lady asked her, wow, how many times have you done that? And Skylar was like, that was my first time. Um, and she said that the lady asked her, do you want to do this? And she said, yes where most of the preceptors have said, have you ever intubated someone before? And then she would say no, and they'd say, well, watch me. So the, the way the lady asked, would you like to do this? She didn't hesitate and say at one point, I've never done this before. She just said yes, and she did it and was successful. So to me, that's all of us, right? Women in business, in medicine, taking ownership for our skill set and going for it. Yeah. Because there's a point when you just know you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. So I thought it has um, some good parallels because she had the opportunity to say, oh, I've never done one before, but she actually didn't. Took it. Probably we had nervousness, you know, all over and was successful with it. So that was pretty cool. That. 
I love that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I always love these to be short and sweet. Where can people find you on social media? Oh, Sandra Norby uh, is uh, Facebook, SL Norby at PT Rocks, Twitter, Sandra Norby, LinkedIn. Come and find me. I'll be a lot more present on Facebook and answer any questions people have. <laughs> She's great. She's a great. She's a great human. So definitely reach out to her if any questions about you know leadership and stuff that could help you out with dance PT or honestly leadership with the APTA as well. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, Sandy. This is great. Thanks, Jenna. It was my honor. Good to see you. Yes. All right, and we're signing off. Here we go.